Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel is one of the major prophets in the Bible because his book is a full-length book. The minor prophets prophesied less in writing, and their books are really short. Going back chronologically in time, Ezekiel became one of the captives who were taken out of Israel during King Jehoiachim's time. King Jehoiachim was deposed by the Babylonians, who had a lot of control over Israel and Judah. And when the Babylonians and the Chaldeans took captives from Judah, Ezekiel was taken along with those people. So he was dwelling outside of his homeland, in the land of the Chaldeans, when he had his visions and wrote this book. Now, Jeremiah would have been living in the territory of Benjamin when Ezekiel was taken captive, because Jeremiah prophesied to the last king of Israel, King Zedekiah, who was king after King Jehoiachim. Jeremiah prophesied until the final siege of Jerusalem, which was the third wave of attack. So throughout this book, Ezekiel will not be in his homeland. He'll be a refugee. Verse 1, And it cometh to pass, in the thirteenth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth of the month, and I am in the midst of the removed, by the river Chabar. The heavens have been opened, and I see visions of God. Ezekiel obeyed the Lord. He would have been fasting and praying as well during this time for the people. Having fasted and prayed for a while, Ezekiel is now having a vision. The Chabar River is in what we would now call Syria. Ezekiel had been taken captive and moved quite a ways northeast of Israel. 2. In the fifth of the month, it is the fifth year of the removal of the king, Jehoiachin. Ezekiel had this vision during the fifth year that King Jehoiachin was held captive by the Babylonians. 3. Hath the word of Jehovah certainly been unto Ezekiel, son of Buzi, the priest, in the land of the Chaldeans, by the river Chabar, and there is on him there a hand of Jehovah? The Lord had his hand on Ezekiel. Ezekiel is a prophet and a priest. He's the son of a priest. When God has his hand on you, that means that you are definitely his servant and he is in total control of your life. And that's right where we want to be with the Lord. We want his hand on us and we want him to have complete control over what's going on in our lives. From a human perspective, Ezekiel could have assumed that God was ignoring him because he was taken captive. But often when we're in bad circumstances, that is when the Lord is the most near to us. So we shouldn't judge our relationship with the Lord based on our circumstances. 4. And I look, and lo, a tempestuous wind is coming from the north, a great cloud a fire catching itself, and brightness to it round about, and out of its midst is the color of copper, out of the midst of the fire. A lot of artists have tried to draw what Ezekiel saw. There's various representations of what Ezekiel saw on the internet. 
This chapter will describe the Lord coming to Ezekiel on a portable throne. It's a throne on wheels. The first thing that Ezekiel noticed from a distance when this throne was approaching him in the sky is that a great wind was blowing from the north. And then he saw a great cloud, and then he saw a fire and a brightness in the cloud. And we know that is the Lord. He calls himself a consuming fire because he devours what he concentrates on. And we can either be devoured in his fury or we can be devoured in his love. But either way, he will consume us. So Ezekiel sees him as a fire in the sky. And the color of this fire is the color of copper. 5. And out of its midst is a likeness of four living creatures, and this is their appearance. A likeness of a man is to them. In a general sense, each of these angels, which is a living creature, looks like a man in a general sense. But Ezekiel is going to give us more details in a second. And this traveling throne is attended by these four creatures. There are other parts in the Bible where the throne of God in heaven is described as having four creatures attending it. There are cherubim who attend the throne, but they look very unique. They look very different from a lot of the other angels and any creature that we have seen here on earth. 6. And four faces are to each, and four wings are to each of them. Each creature has two sets of wings. There's a set of wings that are higher, and a set of wings that are lower on their body. And each creature also has four faces, so that it will never have its back to the Lord. Whether it goes up, down, right, left, forward, or backward, it will always be facing the Lord with one of its faces. Isn't this awesome? On earth, when you're not allowed to turn your back on a king or a queen, your back has to be somewhere, which means you sometimes have to walk backwards or walk sideways. But the Lord has a better setup. He created creatures that are incapable of having their back to anything. And that way, those creatures don't have to make sure that their back is facing the opposite direction of the Lord, because they don't have a back. They have four heads that face in all four directions. God is far greater than any king on earth. 7. And their feet are straight feet, and the sole of their feet is as the sole of a calf's foot, and they are sparkling as the color of bright brass. Bright brass means purified brass. It's a little bit of a golden color, but it's not perfectly golden. And it may also be a luminescent color. These creatures are a semi-golden luminescent color, and they're extremely bright. They're alive, and they have feet that are like cow's feet. Cows are beautiful, and they're symbolic in a lot of the Old Testament. Cows were also used for most of the sacrifices that are prescribed in the Levitical law. 8. And hands of man under their wings, on their four sides, and their faces, and their wings are to them four. They have four faces altogether, four wings, which is two sets of wings, hands on their four sides. They have more than two hands. 
they could have eight hands because it says the hands are under their wings and there's four wings. There could be two hands under each wing. It's also possible that it's simply four hands and one hand under each wing. I'm not 100% sure, but we do know that they have more than two hands and more than two arms, and they have definitely four wings. 9. Joining one unto another are their wings. They turn not round in their going. Each straight forward they go. They go forward, but the face that is behind the face in the front, that face would be facing the Lord if they're one of the creatures that are in front of the throne. But if they're one of the creatures in the back of the throne, then the face facing forward is going to be the front face. Either way, they're never going to have their back against the Lord. And they don't have to turn right and left like you and I do, you know, if we have to turn to the right to see to the right. They don't have to do that because they have a face on the right, so they don't turn. They just go forward. They're not turning their torso like you and I do. They have no need for that. 10. As to the likeness of their faces, the face of a man and the face of a lion toward the right are to them four, and the face of an ox on the left are to them four, and the face of an eagle are to them four. They all look exactly the same. They all have four faces. One is the face of a man. The other is the face of a lion. The other is the face of an eagle. And the other is a face of an ox. An ox represents a sacrifice. The eagle probably represents a warrior because in the Old Testament, the conquering army or the conquering king is often equated as an eagle. Man and most of the angels all have the same type of face in the likeness of, of God. It's a creature that's made in his likeness. The deeper meaning of his likeness is that it has a spirit. Anything with a spirit was originally created in the likeness of God because God has a spirit. But animals, for instance, they have souls, which is the personality, but they don't have spirits, which knows right from wrong. But all of the angels and the demons and the people all know right from wrong. They all have spirits. So they were all created in his image. But another way of looking at it is they all have faces, a face with skin and eyes and nose and ears and all of that stuff. And we are in his likeness. So I do believe we're the ones who look like him, not the other way around. So this also represents the face of God, not just the face of humans. And then the face of the lion represents king. The Lord is a warrior. We are created in his image. He is a king and he is the sacrifice. He made the sacrifice for us. All of these faces on these four angels, which are cherubim, represent an aspect of the Lord. On the angel's right side, that's where the lion face is. The front side has the man face. The left side has the face of the ox, and the eagle would be the face on the opposite side of the man's face. 11. And their faces and their wings are separate from above. To each are two joining together, and two are covering their bodies. Each of the faces is coming from its own neck. It isn't one head with four faces, it's four separate heads on each 
and it says that two of the wings cover their bodies. They're in the presence of the Lord, so they're covering their body for modesty's sake. I believe they're clothed. Everyone in heaven has clothes, but they're still covering themselves because they're in his presence. 12. And each straightforward, they go. Whither the Spirit is to go, they go. They turn not round in their going. This Spirit is the Spirit of God. 13. As to the likeness of the living creatures, their appearances are as coals of fire, burning as the appearance of lamps. It is going up and down between the living creatures, and brightness is to the fire, and out of the fire is going forth lightning. Each of these creatures has what you and I might think of as an electric surge, but it isn't electric, it's fire itself, but it's surging like a wave or like an electric pulse up and down their bodies. Their bodies are lighted with a fire of God, his consuming fire, but that fire is surging up and down their bodies, and Ezekiel can see this. He can also see lightning coming out of the fire. In the Bible, the Lord speaks like thunder, and he has lightning at his throne. God is so powerful. 14. And the living creatures are running and turning back as the appearance of the flash. I don't know precisely what this means, but I do know that when there's movement, like the oscillation of the waves on the ocean, or a surge or a pulse of movement or light, it would make it look like the angels are going back and forth, because when the light in them moves, it would create the appearance of the angel themselves moving. So I'm not sure if the angels are really moving, or if the light makes it look like they're moving. But certainly, they do move whenever the throne that they're attending moves. And Ezekiel hasn't described the throne yet, but he will. 15. And I see the living creatures, and lo, one will is in the earth near the living creatures, at its four faces. These wills are different creatures. There's four cherubim, and then there's four sets of wills, and each of these sets of wills is also alive. It's a living creature. And it says that the wills are kind of flush with these cherubim's faces. The bodies of the cherubim are hanging lower than the wills are hanging under this throne. 16. The appearance of the wills and their works is as the color of beryl. The appearance of the wills is like a bright red ruby. And one likeness is to them four, and their appearances and their works are as it were, the will in the midst of the will. A lot of artists have tried to draw pictures of this, which you can look up online, the will within the will. The only way to imagine these wills working is if they're kind of turned perpendicular so that one of the wills is horizontal going around and the other will is vertical going around and one will is inside of the other. This isn't like any will that man has created. 17. On their four sides in their going they go. They turn not round in their going. 18. As to their rings, they are both high and fearful and their rings are full of eyes round about them four. Each four sets of wills is actually a will within a will, 
And the most likely scenario is that one wheel is horizontal and the other wheel is vertical. They're bright like a ruby. And the wheels also don't move. Car wheels move and they turn in the direction of the car. They all turn right when the car turns right. And they all turn left when the car turns left, or at least the front ones do. Ezekiel is saying that these wheels don't turn when the throne that they're attending moves. They're always facing forward, just like the angels are. They don't show any turning. And this is in reverence to the Lord as well, because when you're in the presence of a king, you don't turn your back on the king. Neither the wheels nor the angels are showing any movement in reference to the throne that they're attending. And this throne may be traveling by the wheels. It's unclear, but it's possible. I called it a portable throne. You could also think of it as the chariot of God. Now, this is not the same chariot that Elijah was taken up in. That was a chariot of fire with horses, but it resembled, in a lot of ways, the same kind of chariots that they had on earth with horses. This chariot operates by its own life. It's actually alive, and it has four wheels that are alive and four cherubim angels attending it that are alive. It also says that the rings are high and fearful, which means they're huge. It's scary to look at them. It's always scary to look at God because of his holiness. His holiness is so pure that it's lethal to us. And that's why when we see the Lord and we're not in our glorified bodies, we just feel like we're going to die. There's many testimonies in the Bible of people who saw the Lord and they felt like they were going to die. And that's because we are not holy. Even looking at these holy wills scared Ezekiel. 19. And in the going of the living creatures, the wills go beside them. And in the living creatures being lifted up from off the earth, lifted up are the wills. Wherever the wills go, the creatures go. And you'll see that wherever the throne goes, that's where the wills go. So everything is connected. It's all alive unified as one. With God, he is unified. He is one. Unlike you and I, we have no unity within ourselves. When your body wants to sleep, your soul wants to watch TV, and your spirit wants to pray. So your body, soul, and spirit are constantly at war with each other. But the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are in constant, perpetual, everlasting unity. The Father and the Son and His Spirit always agree in everything. You and I have to force our mind to do the math problems, or we have to force ourselves not to eat that second candy bar. So there's always a battle within us between our heart, mind, and soul. But just as the Lord is unified, so is this moving throne. 20. Whither the Spirit is to go, they go. Thither the Spirit is to go, and the wills are lifted up over against them, for a living Spirit is in the wills. The wills are alive, they're each a created being, and the angels are alive. So there's eight living beings, or spirits, that are attending this chariot of God. 21. In their going they go, and in their standing they stand, and in their being lifted up from off the earth. Lifted up are the wills over against them, for a living spirit is in the wills. 
Ezekiel is repeating that everything at this throne is alive. It's alive. It can sit on the earth or it can raise up from the earth and fly away. 22. And the likeness is over the heads of the living creatures of an expanse, as the color of the fearful ice stretched out over their heads from above. There is some sort of canopy over this whole arrangement of God's throne and the wills and the cherubim what to Ezekiel looks like a canopy of blue ice. Blue represents holiness, and that's why God sits on a lake or a sea of sapphire stone. His throne in heaven sits on sapphire, which is blue, which represents holiness. Now the moving throne or the portable throne that Ezekiel is seeing has a canopy of holiness over it, which to him looks like blue ice. This vision is one of the most spectacular, mind-blowing visions in the entire Bible, so it's a real treat to read it. What Ezekiel saw is so unique. It's one of the most unique visions anywhere in the scripture. 23. And under the expanse their wings are straight, one toward the other, to each are two covering on this side, and to each are two covering on that side, their bodies. Each angel has two of its four wings covering its own body, and then the other two four of its wings are stretching out under the canopy. And I'm not sure exactly how they're stretched out, but it sounds like each wing is touching another cherubim's wing. I'm not sure what shape the canopy is, but it has a dome, probably, and under it are these four angels that are touching wings on the corner of each of their first set of wings, and then their second set of wings are covering their bodies, and then the wheels are somewhere near the angels. In heaven, the city of gold, which is the sanctuary of the Lord in heaven, it's a perfect square. We'll read about it in the book of Revelation, but the Lord created his sanctuary as a perfect square. And this is describing the angels in formation of a square under this blue canopy. It's also describing the wills in the formation of a square under this blue canopy. 24. And I hear the noise of their wings, as the noise of many waters, as the noise of the mighty one, in their going, the noise of tumult, as the noise of a camp, and in their standing they let fall their wings. When this throne is moving, the wings of the angels make a noise that sounds like the ocean or an army approaching. It sounds like the noise of an army. When the throne isn't moving, then there's silence and the wings go down. They don't need to be up when the throne isn't moving. 25. And there is a voice from above the expanse that is above their head. In their standing, they let fall their wings. When this moving throne of God stops moving, the angel's wings go down and a voice is heard from the Lord above the canopy. 26. And above the expanse that is over their head, as an appearance of a sapphire stone, is the likeness of a throne, and on the likeness of the throne, a likeness as the appearance of man upon it from above. 
Now remember, we're created in God's image. He isn't created in our image. In fact, he isn't created at all. But he doesn't copycat what we look like. He actually created us to look a little bit like him. So Ezekiel is seeing the Lord. And he's seeing the Lord on a portable throne. And this throne is sapphire. It might be the same throne that he has in heaven and it's just moving down to earth so that he can visit Ezekiel on his throne. In the Old Testament, there are references to the Lord bending down to earth. This could be how he does it. He comes down on his throne to speak with us and to look at what we're doing. And his throne is sapphire because of holiness. Holiness is purity. There isn't any evil in the Lord. He can use evil to work his will, but in himself there is no evil at all. It's hard for us to wrap our minds around it, but holiness is the essence of his personality. That's why he's deadly, because we are not holy. It's kind of like when vinegar makes contact with a little tiny gnat, that gnat is going to die because the vinegar is so strong and the gnat isn't capable of tolerating it. And that's how it is with us in God. His holiness is the purity that you and I have no understanding of, and we can't survive near it because of our sin. The Lord has made a way for Ezekiel to survive seeing him. The Lord is presenting himself in a way. He's bending down from heaven to visit Ezekiel so that Ezekiel won't die. Jesus, when he ascended up to heaven, he ascended in a blue sky on white clouds. White means righteousness. And when he returns, it will be exactly the same way, in a blue sky on white clouds, because he'll return in holiness and righteousness just as he left. So this throne looks like sapphire stone. 27. And I see as the color of copper, as the appearance of fire within it, round about, from the appearance of his loins upward, and from the appearance of his loins downward, I have seen as the appearance of fire, the brightness is to it round about. From his midsection upward, he is as bright as the color of bright copper or fire. And going down toward his feet, it's, it's a brilliant white, like a really hot fire. It also had said that the wills have eyes all throughout them. These living creatures that are a will within a will are covered with eyes. They see everything. These wills are witnesses of his judgments for and against us. 28. As the appearance of the bow that is in a cloud in a day of rain, so is the appearance of the brightness round about. There is a rainbow over the throne of God. The Lord invented the rainbow when Noah came out of the ark, and the rainbow was a promise that he would never cause the entire earth to flood again. He would never kill all of mankind again in that way. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 1.